Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to episode number 52 of the Giant Take Podcast. I am Josh, and I am always joined by my co-host, Alex. Alex, the Giants have won. The Giants have won. I shouldn't be as excited as I am because when you texted me right after the Giants won and said, let's go, we got this, we won a game, I shut you down very quickly. I did. This is not a game that Giants fans should be celebrating, but if you have a Giants podcast and we fall into that category... You have to celebrate a Giants win. This is a fun podcast to record. We're going to go through the mistakes. We're going to go through what the Giants did well. But first, Alex, how are you today? I am doing absolutely wonderful today. I have done never better before because the Giants got a win. We won a game. Maybe the only game we'll win all season. Let's hope not. But as much it was as much as it was not a good game to watch in terms of the performance from the Giants, a win is a win. And I also texted Josh that a win is a win and posted it on our Twitter as well uh, at the end of the game. But yeah, a win's a win, and I am very happy um, that we won. But that's pretty much all that I'm happy about, to be honest. Thank you. I like that you put that at the end there. The Giants, the New York football Giants won this game on a missed call by head coach Ron Rivera of the Washington football team. It is 2019. We are in the final seconds of the fourth quarter, 36 to be exact after they scored that touchdown, which by the way, the coverage, the th- I mean, we'll get to that in a little bit when we go through the game. But yeah, it was a, it was just a missed call by Ron Rivera. The Giants could have been going into overtime. The Trevor Lawrence ball could have been happening in this game too. We had the Chase Young ball last season. That went into overtime. Giants won that game. And this time it could have been the Trevor Lawrence ball, depending on how you're looking at it with, you know, the situation with Dwayne Haskins. And I don't think Alex Smith and Kyle Allen are the two quarterbacks that the Washington football team really are on a roll with this season. But anyway, yeah, so it's two-point conversion. Kyle Allen uh, scrambles out left. He really has nowhere to throw. He kind of just throws it up there. It falls. Drill Peppers acts like he's the man and does a double flip or whatever, the back flip. I don't know. 
he's going crazy that the Giants are one and five and that somehow we're a game away from the top of the division. Um, if you haven't already, go check out on the giantake.com. I did an NFC East uh, predictions preview to the rest of the season and kind of went through each team and you know their weapons and stuff like that and offense and defense. And I have the Giants going 2-14, so let's hope that's not the only win, Alex, for the Giants season. Let's hope they at least get one more so I can have a correct prediction. But, um, yeah, I have the Giants and the Washington football team have this, have, as having the same record um, at the end of the season of 2-14. and 14. So let's just say, because I talked for a little bit there, I apologize. Let's just say that this is definitely a game that might look very similar to how these two teams are going to end by the end of the season, meaning the close 2019 loss will definitely be, I think, close in the end with records. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree with you. I think, funny enough, I was talking about this when I was watching the game, and I was like, this is the worst the Giants have played all season, but we won. And how does that compute exactly? And maybe not the worst, right? Like, we've seen some, I mean, the Giants, we've seen some pretty bad performances. But this one especially, you know, it it was disappointing in a sense that, you know, Daniel Jones, again, with the interception, we thought, oh, maybe he can go a game without a turnover, but no, 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 no. He had to have one. So it, it was just unfortunate in a lot of ways. Obviously, defense came up big there at the end. So, you know, we can't really fault them. But overall, the coverage, uh, pass coverage wasn't very good throughout most of the game. Um, Terry McLaurin made quite a few catches. It was just, uh, it, it was not the best showing. Um, on either side of the ball, obviously. But then um, some injuries on both sides. C.J. Board, we're going to talk about that later. Let's hope he gets much better soon. Uh, he is going to the hospital, I believe. Uh, we'll talk about that later. So, yeah, um, definitely positives and negatives, but we did win the game. I'm just going to repeat that for like a 17th time now. Yeah, Alex, and what I was trying to actually signal to you there was it wasn't the worst performance because I think if we want to talk about that, that could definitely be the 49ers game, if anything. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was definitely up there. I mean, I think every game that we lost to be 0-5, that's, you, you got to have pretty bad performances every game. Uh, and and I think we should go to the plays or, you know, go through the game. But one more thing before we do that, and you already mentioned it, we have to have a quarterback that we don't believe that every single game he's going to average one turnover. You wrote about this. You wrote an article about this. Has Daniel Jones regressed since last season? I'll answer that question right now on this podcast. Yes. Daniel Jones has regressed. He's been worse in the he's been worse in the red zone. He's been worse in the red zone. He's throwing picks that he shouldn't be throwing. And that's I think the second occurrence for me that I can think about in the red zone. His red zone awareness is awful is awful. I'm sorry. I know I yelled that very we we t- we saw it with the Steelers game in week 1 and we saw it here. Maybe he was trying to throw it out. Maybe he was trying to throw it to receiver to the, to a receiver. And I think I said this last week. I I don't know. I definitely wrote about it in my article. I don't know if I said it last week with the picks, the the game or the game uh, preview, the three points with Kendall Fuller. He led the, he leads the league. He's first in in uh interceptions. And he, and he got another one there. He got another one there. I was going to mention that, actually, because uh, you uh, talked about that. I believe it was last episode, I want to say, that 
oh, we got to make sure that we stop the turnovers. Obviously, that's one of our main points in Josh's little three-point thing that we go over at the end of the uh, intro of those episodes before the games. And I remember him mentioning in that section about Kendall Fuller. And I was like, and as soon as he got the interception, obviously at first I was just like so upset and so pissed off. But then afterwards I realized it was Kendall Fuller. I was like, oh, I got to mention that on the podcast and the recap. Um, But yeah, that's definitely uh, an interesting tidbit. But I guess let's go right into the game now and go through, unless uh, you have any other points to make. No, I'm surprised you didn't say this. I I saw a little a little um, head in or head in hands. Yeah, when I said that Daniel Jones has regressed, what is that? I wouldn't say he regressed. I just wouldn't say he's gotten better, as I've written well, in my article. Plug GiantTake.com. <laughs> GiantTake.com. That's Daniel Jones regressed blog section. If you wanted to look, second one down. <laughs> but um. Well, I was watching the Entertain a Bad Dog stream, which, by the way, is very entertaining. If you guys haven't done that, uh, Entertain on Talking Sports was our first guest. He was also a part of our 50th episode um, little montage that Alex put together. I think the second second thing that was in that. Um, so go check that out, episode number 50. And then go check out the Entertain on Talking Sports on YouTube and Bad Dog. Uh, we got to have Bad Dog on soon. We're definitely going to have him on sometime this season because – Trust me, we got to hear, we got, if you want to hear a true Giants fan's opinion, you got to hear him. But yeah, watching them, I mean, they both had the same exact reaction as I did, is that we cannot rely on a quarterback that averages a turnover every game. And Alex, I mean, you went through the stats with Daniel Jones. I'm right with that, correct? He's averaging about a turnover a game. Yeah, Daniel Jones, uh, you know, has gotten better this season with the fumbles, but, um, interception-wise, has gotten worse, and that's been a big problem this season, including this game, obviously, with that Kendall Fuller interception. Yeah, I think you were telling me before recording that um, Daniel Jones has been better with the fumbles this season. He was worse with the fumbles last season, and now this season he's worse with the interceptions. But I think this whole time we've kind of been talking about uh, pre preseason. Uh, that Daniel Jones, we want to see that progression, right? We want to see him improving. I think every Giants fan has said that. And, you know, se- second-year uh, quarterback, that we want to see that and we need we need to see that. And we we don't see that. If anything, we see regression, and that's why I was saying that. I just – his awareness looks worse. And the offensive line, you know, could be that. It was that last year, I know. But also this, it's also the same thing this year, you know, Teams are applying pressure. Come on. He's got to adjust. He's got to play better. And this is not something that we want to look forward to every single game. And he's blown us games. He has blown us games. We know that. And I think the first one that comes to mind is the Rams game for me. Definitely. I mean, it came down to that one play. Uh, The Bears game you can talk about, but that was a push-off with Golden Tate. Anyway, let's go through every single other game besides this Giants win. How about we do that? So, starting with the, starting with the Steelers. Um, Alex, you ready? To, let's go to the plays. Yeah, so the Giants kicking off first. They decided to defer, um, as we've seen them do all season. Actually, definitely an interesting thing there. But I actually agree with the decision to defer. I like getting the ball um, back after halftime. Yeah, so this game started off with a Washington football team drive that ended in a missed field goal, actually. Uh, The Giants will then, or will then, they then took over, and of course, 
double G, as I put in my notes, Graham Cano, the Mr. Reliable for the Giants, as I've also called him on the podcast too, hits a nice 33-yard field goal. That is good. Of course, of course, Graham Cano gets it done. Then, Alex, what happened next for the Giants on defense? And this is just like the Cowboys game. I, I want to, I mean, I texted you that too, but come on. It's definitely like the Cowboys game. So the Giants go on defense, and the first play, James Bradbury makes an interception. Um, very good play for him. Brings it back to the Washington uh, 25 or 30, I believe, and our offense gets the ball. Big play on defense there, and we think maybe the Giants are going to run away with this one, but. Uh... Doesn't seem to be the case, does it? You know, if you want to talk about Daniel Jones' progression, this is the one time I'm going to get to it. One time I'm going to get to it. Great job by Daniel Jones on that throw. What a throw to Darius Slayton. Come on, doesn't get any better than that. Perfect placement, perfect catch. You do see Darius Slayton get injured, though. He runs right to the side. Um, you, you want to look like he's going in, or it looks like he's going in the tunnel. And then just clips his, his, I think it was his left leg, left ankle, it looked like, was kind of shaken up there. Got a little nervous from that. There was a lot of injuries in this game. Uh, Darius Slayton, that was a 23-yard touchdown. And I forgot to mention this right before. We didn't get to hear this because I think it came out on Friday or Saturday. David Mayo was in this game. He played. He was back. Uh, Darius Slayton was actually struggling, or, or not struggling, but you know, he was injured going into this game. Uh, and he wound it up starting. Uh, and playing in this game. And then Andrew Thomas, we did not hear about this until after the game. Uh, I now know that uh, Andrew Thomas was benched for violating a team policy. Joe Judge wasn't very specific uh, at the end, but it was very interesting because we had Cam Fleming in, the third-round pick from the New York, for the New York Giants. And the thing was, we had Fleming not in. Fair, not Cam Fleming, but yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Cam Fleming basically plays like a fourth round pick. So uh, actually, no, he plays like an undrafted free agent, but we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. I'm just mixing, I'm just mixing up offensive linemen at this point because it's not like they're good or anything. They're fine. They're fine. I don't want to, I don't want to throw too much shade at the Giants offensive line, but um, yeah, sorry about that. It's not Cam, Cam Fleming, Kevin Fleming, Cam Fleming. It is Matt Parrott who came in and played at right tackle uh, in place of Andrew Thomas, but yet, Andrew Thomas came into this game. He was in and out of this game. So Joe Judge, and especially if you're, you know, about all this discipline stuff and staying on, ta you know, all of this stuff, and you're benching a player for violating a team policy, yet he's coming into the game. He's switching in and out in the game. So if you're going to bench him, bench him. And if you're going to play him, play him. I don't understand what the deal is with that. I did hear that it was something quite petty, such as like a, uh, being late to a team meeting. So I think that was probably why it wasn't like a, a big thing. It wasn't like he did anything terrible. Um, like we've seen other Giants players do in the past. The shade, the shade. Alex is throwing the shade on this one. It's just all his, all his energy, all his excitement is boiling, you know, boiling in and, and it's being released on this, uh, on this podcast, on this episode. A Washington football team field goal, everyone gets excited about those, is good from about 35 yards I have here. Double G, Graham Gano hits another one. That's 20 yards. Is there anything that happened on these two that I can think of? I love there... how you call him Double G. It just really makes my day. <laughs> um, then I'm definitely going to keep doing that in the future. Uh, it's going to be a Kyle Allen touchdown to Logan Thomas, who 
If there's any time you wanted to get a touchdown, it would not be the week after I dropped him on my fantasy team. I just want to – that was <laughs> – <laughs> that, that was a little annoying for me. You know what? Alex has his moments with Kenyon Drake, okay? Let me just get my point across here. I, I got to have one moment of just of pure sadness when it comes to fantasy. and um, But, but yeah, it, 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 that, that goes into halftime by a score of 13-10. And, again, just like the Cowboys game, once again, we, we start out by a really good first quarter. We have a touchdown, giant or Washington football team turnover, and then just like that, we're on the edge of our seats because this game is so close. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it was definitely going to be an interesting uh, halftime team talk for Joe Judge there. Um, wasn't in the locker room, so wasn't able to hear what was said, surprisingly, of course. But uh, yeah, we received the ball in the second half, and you know we need to go out there and you know perform better. I wouldn't say we did, but we, we came out and won the game. So I guess the team talk worked at halftime. What I did miss, uh, sorry about that, is um, well, I didn't even, why, why am I apologizing for something I didn't even mention yet? Uh, Daniel Jones with the RPO, the Fox cameraman gets faked out, and uh, that went for, what, about 50 yards with Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones is really showing off that Lamar Jackson speed. I don't know what's going on. Is he improving his speed during the offseason? He adds the muscle, but he's also adding the muscle in his legs right now because he's going fast. He's flying down the sideline, or he was on that play at least. And he's just faking out people. Apparently his his ability to fake camera people out is like that's his new thing now. He doesn't fake out defenders. Well, I mean, he did, but he doesn't fake out defenders. He fakes out Fox cameraman. Yeah, he definitely does, and that was an impressive showing from Daniel Jones, I'd say. Did really look like Lamar Jackson. He is, he is the uh, up-and-coming new runner of the NFL, but... Yeah, at the end, it seemed he got a little bit tired um, when he was at the end of that 40-yard run. It seems like he was running, 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 and then he just couldn't quite keep going at that same pace that he was in the beginning. But yeah, it was funny. Uh, I saw the Fox cameraman when they were showing that play. They were showing Devontae Freeman um, doing the RPO, obviously, and they I guess they thought it went to Devontae Freeman, even though you could clearly see the ball wasn't in his hands. And I could clearly tell, but I guess the Fox cameraman, maybe I should be the next Fox cameraman. I guess we'll have to see. Um, look out for me there uh, on Thursday night. Oh, yeah, Thursday night football. We'll talk about that in a minute. We're going we're gonna to have to get to that with our, with our little schedule. But um, the next play I think we should go to is we're going to it anyway. It, it sucks. Daniel Jones did throw an interception. Once again, it was apparently intended for Darius Slayton, but it was picked off by Kendall Fuller. Uh, already, you know, kind of went over this. And Alex, I have to go to this now, though. Did you think his elbow was down out of bounds? A lot of Giants fans on Twitter were going crazy over this, saying that the referees once again are against the Giants and were paid off by the Washington football team. And this was a 14-play, nine-minute drive. Giants, if they got a touchdown, they would be up 20 to 10 at, at this point. So. I think it would have been, and it would have been, you know, definitely would have changed the game. And then Washington comes right back with the field goal, ties it at 13, going into the fourth quarter. So it was a humongous play. But going back to what I'm asking you now, was he out of bounds when he caught that interception? It was really close. But when you looked at it from the top angle that they showed, it looked like his elbow was out of bounds, just in my opinion. Um, also, obviously, I'm a little bit biased, but obviously the call on the play, that's a lot of obviouslys. 
um, also. But the call on the field was an interception, so it had to be clear for it to be overturned. Um, and his elbow was like half and half on. It was kind of difficult to see. Um, you know, the referees are making, you know, quick time decisions um, in the game. They don't have as, I mean, they do have the replays, but, uh, you know, they have a lot of pressure on their plate. I wouldn't say it was as outrageous as some of the other calls that have gone against us this season. And then I feel like in the fourth quarter, uh, just normal Giants defense comes out. It's going to be a fumble for actually the Washington football team. If we want to go into that a little bit, um, Kyle Allen was sacked by Kyle Fackrell. And then he fumbles the ball. It's recovered by Tay Crowder, who takes it in for a pick six, Alex. Or pick six. Pick six. Wow, Tay Crowder's getting pick sixes now. No, it's Mr. Irrelevant actually gets a fumble recovery for a touchdown. But what I was going to before that was uh, it was actually the drive after that where they scored the winning touchdown. Normal Giants football defense. Like, I, I don't understand. 10 plays, 80 yards in almost three minutes. That's what the Giants do at the end of games. We just blow it. We blow the game, and it's and it's unbelievable. First down, first down, first down, first. It's like what do what do we do? What do we do as Giants fans? Like I don't understand. Is there like a ritual that we need to that we need to do, uh, in in order to stop this from happening? I I, I don't understand. I think the only solution, Josh, is that you need to be defensive coordinator. I think that's what needs to happen. But, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Our defense didn't, you know, have the best game today. Not as good as they've had in, you know, the past few games. But, um, obviously, counting out a couple of the bad games. But, you know, we're not thinking about those games. Now, we're talking about the Giants' win over the Washington football team. Um, Yeah, defense needs to make a stop there. We can't let them charge all the way down the field. and get that touchdown and just be lucky that Ron Rivera makes a dumb decision. Um, but going back to <laughs> Tay Crowder, Mr. Irrelevant becomes very revel- uh, relevant, sorry, not relevant, um, in this game. Very exciting. Good for him. I'm happy to see that, you know, he's doing something that's good and helpful um, as Mr. Irrelevant, obviously. But he actually uh, is looking pretty good this season for the Giants, and I'm liking what I see from him. Uh, and it was nice to see him get that fumble recovery for a touchdown. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And again, watching the stream, it was just like they were already done. They they were talking about like, oh, they were still saying like if the Giants win this game or whatever, whatever. And while they're talking about it, the Giants are just marching or the Giants, the football team is just marching down the field. They're just marching down the field. And then eventually they get a touchdown. The one thing I did see on that touchdown, though, was I think Kyle Allen did uh, play the snap after the clock ended. Or, you know, sometimes it's different on the broadcast because their clocks are like a little ahead for some reason than the actual game clocks in the stadiums. But, and and usually it's only like a second or two. And it was at zero on the Fox broadcast for at least two seconds. So I don't know if the referees missed that. That would have been a pretty big miss because it was a 22-yard touchdown to Sims in the end zone. And again... Like you were saying, Alex, it is a Ron Rivera big call by him, two point conversion, and they and they don't get it. It was to Terry McLaurin, uh, apparently, but he he kind of just threw it up. He really had no idea what he was doing. He was worried that the Giants' defensive lineman, I think at the time, I think that was Dexter Lawrence. I'm thinking that uh that rushed him. Alex, you go and I'll and I'll and I'll get that. 
Yeah, um, good stop there on the two-point conversion. I don't know what Ron Rivera was thinking. Um, just crazy. One of the earlier plays, actually, I wanted to go back to it. Joe Judge uh, decided not to go for it, and I believe it was like we were on the two-yard line or maybe one and a half, something like that, and it was fourth down, and I was saying, let's go for it. Let's go for it. Let's not settle for the field goal. Um, I guess I forgot to mention it when we talked about it, but again, another decision from Joe Judge didn't seem as gutsy, and I thought he would be a little bit more gutsy and less uh, Pat Shermer. But yeah, I, I just I I was a little bit disappointed by that. But Ron Rivera, I have no idea what you're doing. I would not do that. You tie the game, you hope you win the coin toss, and you hope you you know you march down the field and win the game. I, I don't know what he was doing, and then. The Giants, obviously, there's an onside kick. They recover it. Logan Ryan uh, recovers it, and the Giants take a knee to finish the game. But, yeah, um, Josh, you have the information now. You can uh, say it now that I finished the entire game. Yeah, it was Mr. Uh, Sexy Dexy there who was, who was rushing him. Dexter Lawrence on that one. <laughs> that was uh, that was pressuring Kyle Allen right at the end there. So now let's go to a little bit more of a serious topic, uh, injuries in this game. It was a few players that got injured. It was a, li- a little crazy. I-, I I was getting nervous during the game. Uh, it was Jabril Peppers who was kind of limping off. Uh, I-, I think he got injured, a-, a lower leg injury. We had, like I said, Darius Slayton who came into this game being injured. And he was, I think he played the game injured because I feel like every single time he caught a pass, he got up and he like limped. He was limping all the, all the time uh, and all that stuff. And then the very serious injury of CJ Board. Uh, it looks to be a neck injury, a head injury. He suffered. He did suffer a concussion. We know about that. Uh, and wide receiver CJ Board, he did go down at the start of the third quarter and was carted off the field uh, in that like neck head brace. That was very, that was very nerve wracking. Uh, the Giants did announce that he has a concussion and a sprained neck, and he did not return. Um, and like Alex said, I think he mentioned that he uh, he's at the hospital. Yeah, very unfortunate for CJ Board. We wish him a speedy recovery. Um... But yeah, Josh, do you have anything else in terms of the injuries? No, I was just going to say one quick thing that if Darius Slayton got injured as well, that we would have only had two two wide receivers on 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 the uh, activated for that game at that point. It would be Golden Tate uh, and it would be actually the more recent uh, practice squad upgrade of Austin Mack. It would just be them too. So now what I want to see from the Giants is Benjamin Victor getting called up from the practice squad for this Thursday's game. And you want to know why? Because Benjamin Victor was my top wide receiver, um, undrafted rookie that we signed. I've been high on him this whole time, so I would like him to come in and play. And maybe we see the Giants go out for a veteran. Did not think they were going to sign Freeman. It's a little different now with Judge. And Freeman looked very good in this game. I'll get to the stats in a minute, as I normally do. Um, But... Yeah, I, I think maybe we sign a veteran. Do we go after Mohamed Sanu? Does he have anything left? I don't think so. But maybe we go after a veteran. But I, I definitely would like to see, uh, especially with the shorter week, I, I don't think that Ford will be ready to come back. I, I would like to see Victor getting upgraded to the to the roster. Antonio Brown, Josh? What do you think about uh, him? You think <laughs> Antonio Brown? I think by the time that Antonio Brown would come to New York, he would already like violated like many different he he were, he would already be like arrested by the time he got off the plane i think nypd would just be at the airport and be like 
I'm sorry. While you were on the plane, you broke 27 laws, and we're just going to have to put you in handcuffs. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think him and Joe Judge would really get along, but all kidding aside, uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to see what goes on with that receiver situation. Obviously, they're going to have to bring someone up from the practice squad or sign a veteran, as Josh has said. Um, Josh, you want to get into the stats from this game? Of course, I would love to, Alex. So we'll go. We'll start with the Washington football team. Kyle Allen went 31 for 42 with 280 yards. He averaged 6.7 yards per throw, two touchdowns, and one interception. We already talked about that. Running-wise, J.D. McKissick uh, had eight carries for 41 yards. Uh, Antonio Gibson, their other running back, they kind of share 50-50 on carries, had nine carries for 30 yards. No one rushing had a touchdown. Terry McLaurin, of course, Gary Terry. Um, had seven receptions for 74 yards. And the next guy is Dontrell in, yeah, Inman with five receptions for 45 yards. No one really else besides if you want to talk about Logan Thomas. He did have the touchdown. He was he had three receptions for 42 yards. And Cam Sims, he had the touchdown right at the end of the game. That was a 22-yard catch. Now moving on to the New York football giants. Daniel Jones went 12 for 19, 112 yards. He averaged... 5.9 yards per throw or per catch, however you want to say it. Touchdowns, he had one, and then he had, obviously, the one reception, which he averages every game. Daniel Jones has regressed. I'm going to repeat that one more time. Daniel Jones actually led the team in rushing as well with seven carries for 74 yards. Devonta Freeman, like I said, I think he's going to average about 17 carries a game. He had 18 in this one. He had 18 carries for 61 yards. And then on the receiving end, again, Darius Slayton shows to be the number one target for Daniel Jones with two receptions, 41 yards, and a touchdown. Next one is going to be Evan Ingram, two receptions for 30 yards. Anyone else? Not really. But if you want to go to the defensive side, once again, Blake Martinez, who does lead the team in tackles. I mentioned that in my interview. In my interview. Wow. I mentioned that in my interview? No. I mentioned that in my article about the NFC East, that Blake Martinez leads team the Giants in tackles and I think he's tied for fourth in the league that might have been more because he had 14 tackles this game eight solo tackles I'm boring Alex he's falling asleep with these stats so uh we'll, we'll move on um yeah stats are very boring no I'm just kidding I love stats but uh you know when Josh says them and I don't get to say them it's very disappointing for me so um that's why I am falling asleep but if that's all you know, we have, I'm just going to give my final thoughts on the game real quick before we go to the outro. Um, good win for the Giants, but not a good win. It was good that we got the win, but the win was not good. And that's all I'm going to say. Josh, do you have a final thought? The New York Giants will now go to play on Thursday night, Thursday night football. Wow, why are we a primetime game? Uh, to America... To anyone who's listening, uh, you know, somewhere else that's not, you know, the tri-state area, I apologize that you are going to have to watch Thursday Night Football, watch the Giants face the Eagles. This is this is very upsetting. Uh, so, uh, so first of all, I like to apologize to America. Uh, second of all, good win, but bad win for the Giants. Um, very poorly played game by the New York Giants, as always. Sorry. It's kind of true. We are one in five. But one thing I would like to mention, we beat a team that's in the division. If we win on Thursday, we're going to beat another team that's in the, in the division. 
And the New York Giants, depending on Monday Night Football with the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Playoffs, baby. Could be tied for first place. This is insane how bad the NFC East is. The Giants, if they win against this in-division rival of the Philadelphia Eagles, could be tied for first place after Thursday night. So let's look towards Thursday night. Let's improve on what we can improve on. Uh, hopefully, the, you know, players like Darius Slayton and CJ Board, if he's able to, I don't think he will be able to play. More Jabil Peppers is able to kind of fully recover. Darius Slayton as well uh, is able to recover from their injuries fully. We'll have, I, you know what I think? Benjamin Victor, if he comes up, he'll, he'll have a big impact on Thursday's game. Maybe he'll get a snap or two. I don't even know. Giants, let's look towards Thursday. Good win. We got to win. First win on the Giant Take podcast, Alex. So I'll take it. are back now after that nice interlude music um we'll have to see what it was big surprise um i guess let's just get right into it the giant take.com uh we have blog posts as we've mentioned josh just has a new one up uh that he just released a few days ago so go check that one out um nfc east predictions and i also released an article probably a week before that one um about daniel jones and his regression or non-regression well i guess you'll have to see what your opinion is based on the stats and you can find out my opinion even though i might have already said it in this podcast um you can listen to our episodes on there as well and and the newsletter sorry i'm like blanking on everything now um the newsletter you can subscribe at the bottom we have a a weird makeshift newsletter josh is making fun of me about it it's all okay don't worry about it um, new something will be fixed soon. We'll see about that. Josh is rolling his eyes. Um, but yeah, and then from there, you can click support the podcast and it'll take you to our Patreon, patreon.com slash the giant take. Um, and there's a $2 tier, which will give you fan requests, shout out on the podcast and private community. I have an NFC East final standing <laughs> prediction out now. Alex, let's just mention it again. And then Alex, a week ago, like he mentioned, uh, I think it was exactly a week ago. We both released it on a – nope, nope, six days. It was six days. Has Daniel Jones regressed this season? He talks about that. And then I go through each team in the NFC East and their final standings prediction. And it's not good. It is not good. The top team is Aiden Nate for me. And that could be very wrong, but – yeah, the top the top team is eight and eight for me. The NFC East is so bad. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna stick with it. Yeah, wherever you're listening, please subscribe, drop a rating and review in Apple Podcasts and iTunes or wherever you listen. Wherever you're able to drop a review, do it. Share this podcast with friends and family. Share on your social medias. Tag us at the Giant Take, and also share with at least one friend. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. And then where <laughs> go follow us on Twitter at the Giant Take Pod. Go follow me at Joshua29. Go follow Alex at Anorian23. And while you're on Twitter, go follow at Talking Blues Pod. That's a Chelsea SC podcast that Alex does with me and Peter. So go follow that. Go on Instagram and follow at the Giant Take. Go on Facebook and go follow at the Giant Take. Still trying to figure out Facebook and how that works. So whoever wants to help me out, please let me know because I'm having a very hard time with the, with the Facebook stuff uh, po- posting that. But um, go ahead, Alex. 
if you know, you know, your grandma who might be able to help Josh out on Facebook, that would be very much appreciated. And obviously that is geared toward our older listeners, right, Josh? Yep, exactly. And the newsletter is back. So if you if you're able to sign up for that, Alex does have the newsletter. I don't know, I don't know what he's talking about. He's making that up. But um, uh, about me, whatever, it's out. So if you're able to drop your email at the bottom of the giantake.com and he'll be sending you um, a, a nice email every time a new episode comes out and every time a new blog post comes out. Now, going on to Thursday Night Football, our schedule for the podcast is going to be this. We have this episode obviously coming out on Monday, October 19th. We are going to have our episode coming out on Thursday, just like normal. It would actually be a perfect time um, to help you preview the game uh, on Thursday night. We're going to have – we're going to review our picks. We're going to predict our picks for, for next week. And then also uh, the big thing is uh, fantasy too. Alex and I are playing each other in the podcasters' fantasy football league. I didn't want to reveal the score because we're going to – I just want to wait and we'll let you know, listeners, next uh, podcast on Thursday what it is for that so we have a lot of stuff to talk about on thursday it's, it's going to be a really good episode and of course we already have that guest lined up for that so stay tuned and then what we're thinking of is going to be a weekend episode and that is going to be sometime either yeah a weekend episode so friday saturday sunday yes i included friday in the weekend because deal with it uh it's going to be third probably probably more like saturday or sunday because double back to back um you know Thursday, Friday episode's not the best, but yeah, it's either going to be probably, we're, we're thinking Sunday, right, Alex? Yeah, Alex gave me a thumbs up. So it's going to be Sunday, we'll react, and I think we'll have a guest on for that uh, as well. And then we'll go back to the to the normal schedule, but probably a little longer. So the next episode after the Sunday one will be that Thursday. If I got that all right, I think we're good. Sounds good. <laughs> There we go. I, I, don't, I don't really know anymore. It's very confusing, obviously, with the Thursday night football. Why did they have to move us to primetime? It's just a bad thing in general for everyone um, included, as Josh has mentioned before. Um, fantasy, we will be talking about that on Thursday, as Josh mentioned. It's actually very close right now, so even if we wanted to, uh, we couldn't really tell you. So uh, make sure to look forward to that. That will be a very unhappy episode because I just have a feeling I'm going to lose. But – uh. You know, I always like saying that, and Josh is going to get mad at me. But that is a wrap for episode number 52 of the Giant Take Podcast. Um, I've been your host, Alex, always joined by Josh. And we'll see you next time for another Giants preview. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? 
Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.